1: one fictional it's up to you who you choose you pick them all it's up to you who you choose you pick them all who you having make it who you wish this is your dinner party and it's your guest list hello and welcome to episode 21 of guest list with jake lambert the podcast where a few comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests But, they can only pick three. One has to be alive, one has to be dead, and one has to be fictional. This week we are joined by the very funny, Jen Rister. I've known Jen for many years, been lucky enough to know Jen for many years. She's very lovely, very funny. We actually don't gig together that much because, um, as I think we discussed on the podcast, we both do tour support for the same people, so we both support uh, Ramesh and we both do tour support for Kerry Godleman. it's only a handful of times that we've geeked together, but every time we have, it's been great fun. Um, before we get on with the show, just to say thank you very much for downloading, uh, please remember to keep sharing and uh, telling your friends if you need an extra incentive um, to do it this week. Just let you know, it's my birthday, so maybe as a, a birthday present, you could sort of share the podcast or tweet about it, give it a review, tell a friend. Um, this is a... Really fun episode. Really good episode. I enjoyed discussing my choices I'd made for her because, as you'll hear, well, you won't actually hear. I could see she was very confused by my first choice, and then I had to justify it to her, and it sort of made sense. It was so lovely to have her on. I must say, we actually started the podcast upstairs in um, my—I don't know if to say office or study. Either way, as you'll hear, it's redundant as both at the minute. Um, The internet wouldn't work up there so you have to go downstairs so you actually will join us as we have now moved downstairs and started again just for some context so for now please enjoy my conversation with jen brister
0: you've got a lovely kitchen haven't you thank Is you you've got lovely kitchen there's a lot of light
1: it's actually nicer for you to to look at this than it is the study
0: oh much more I'm really nosy um Go your on. garden looks nice as well you've got a nice oh. garden and I like your splashback it's not a euphemism I'm actually referring <laughs> <laughs> behind your hop it's very very nice you've made some really good choices <laughs> Jake you've literally put me directly opposite your splashback mate I Oh my god, the Wi-Fi upstairs in your study. I mean, your study is now redundant, isn't it?
1: It's a completely. It's now for drying the washing. <laughs> yeah. And um... the cat's taken over as a bedroom. That's it. As you know, as any cat, he'll use it once every fortnight.
0: Yeah, of course. He's got. He's got choices. That's not his only place. Heaven's sake.
1: <laughs> have you got a cat?
0: I don't at the moment, but I have spent most of my life with a cat at some point, but um, not since the children, because we were like, just could not cope with another thing to look after.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: We might get a cat for the, I'm quite keen to get a pet, but Chloe is like, forget it. No, thank you.
1: Never had one. No, I think
0: she did. I think she did have pets. And I think she might, she may have even had a dog, but but Chloe's not got, She's not. I'm not going to say she doesn't like animals, but she's not one of those people that's like, "Oh, I, I love cats or I love dogs." She's like, "Oh, they leave fur everywhere and they make a mess and they stink and they get right." Food and you know, and I want to buy a new sofa and I don't want to have cat hair everywhere. That's she's that person. So it'd be a really hard to convince her.
1: Yeah, because whenever somebody has that argument, us as as animal lovers and cat lovers can only go, "I mean, yeah, they do do all those things." <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then yeah. having a litter tray and all them, them shitting in the garden, and you're like, "Yeah, sure," but
1: yeah,
0: but in the house. <laughs> <laughs> come and sit on your lap. He's so cuddly, and cute. Yeah, a really hard sell. So um, yeah, we haven't yeah. had a cat since we had a little um, stray that, that we looked after oh. until we didn't know how old he was, and then we realised he was like a hundred or something, and then <laughs> poor little thing had all these like cysts in his kidneys, and then. Oh. It was a really heartbreaking story. Anyway, um, yeah, that was really horrible. <laughs> and then after that, I was so devastated that I was like, I cannot have another pet for a while. I'm I'm broken. I don't understand how people have a pet. The pet dies and they go, right, get another pet. I'm like, yeah, I need, I need a break because that heartache was too much for me.
1: Oh, Jen, I've, I've only ever gone through it when I was uh, younger with a rabbit and I've not had anything since, so I don't know what's going to happen. And also, I only found out recently that, I thought that uh, cats lived for about 25 years and they don't. Well, no, you, your face is just, you were fully aware of that.
0: Uh, <laughs> to be fair, they live a lot longer than dogs and they can live nice. up to, you know, 19 years. And my cat was not. Oh, that years. is.
1: Oh, and okay. That's good. When
0: she eventually just died. and But when she died, my cat, when I was probably in my early twenties. I don't think I'm do don't think I'm still I'm still slightly not over that.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> that is not what I'm to see here, Jen. <laughs> I'm
0: still slightly devastated right. But the thing is, oh. if, you have, if you have a pet and you love the pet and you they, they they're they're your, become your family, of course yeah. you're gonna grieve when they go. But yeah. just in, enjoy him while he's around because he's, he's very happy and healthy.
1: And also the thing is they never understand it. So he just goes why, like you, still active, and I'm just sort of—I'm the only one that's been growing here. It must sort of freak him <laughs> out a bit.
0: I—I I think that the, you're never going to meet a more self-centered animal than a cat, and they're like—I don't think they're thinking anything.
1: That's very true. He's
0: having the time of his life.
1: Although, do you know what he does do? He's very good at like. If you're like, I'm feeling like stressed or something, sometimes he like he'll sit on the, like, the footstool and I'll sit there and he sometimes just reaches out and puts his paw on my leg like that. Oh, and it's always like it's, like, it's all right. It's okay. Everything's fine. Look at me. <laughs> I've been shot and I'm fine.
0: Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's funny, aren't they? they? They do have like instincts. They do pick it up. Like if yeah. In bit, if you're feeling a bit low, they'll come and sit on you and go. Ah.
1: Look! Look bottom. how amazing I am. Yeah. yeah. Always thinking. hmm, He looks stressed out. He probably sat there for a while. I might as well just go and get some warmth off him.
0: <laughs> there is that actually. I mean, maybe there's a lot. There's a lot of projection going on from the, the two of us. It says
1: there's a lot about us. Really thinking
0: about our feelings <laughs> and trying to figure out how they can help. There's a lot of empathy there. It's a okay. cat. It's yeah. All right. <laughs> right. Have so you
1: actually, had your first gig back yet?
0: I've had a couple. I did the, the first one back was a car park one. Have you done those? No. Oh my. Well, I mean, if you're going to go back to a gig, maybe don't do a car park one because that's tricky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. do
0: one. Don't do a gig where you cannot ascertain if the audience are enjoying it. It's <laughs> <laughs> really hard to know. Because
1: that's really that's not going back to anything. That's moving on to a completely new thing that you've never done before.
0: Exactly. I mean, a corporate a in months. a car park it's a corporate in the car park. I did a few last year and I thought, well, I've done them before. I should be okay with this one but because it was the first gig back and you just forget that the, whatever, however good you were before or blah, 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 that first gig is entirely mm. in your head going, I am doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> and it's just, com- it's just completely comedy by numbers. I will pause here. Oh, joke. And it was so, it was like, I could literally felt like I was performing the gig in my inside my own skull. And then I would wait and go, and uh, nobody is love. Oh, and it was God. Just, it was just really tricky. Then I had, you, it was two shows in a night. So the second show, I felt a bit more prepared and it was fine. But I did my first gig in front of an audience that were alive and well and <laughs> laughing and not sort of in a car sort of, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. But it was, and it was, it was Okay. It was Is all right. it indoors? Yeah, it was uh, mm. at the forum for the store and it was fine. Oh lovely. Yeah. Charlie Baker was hosting, he did a fantastic job of getting them in the mood, and right. yeah, it was alright.
1: Oh it, it, good.
0: But have you how was have you gigged yet?
1: Yeah, I've done um done three indoors now. I did Friday, Saturday, and then last night was at the Duchess.
0: The theatre?
1: Yeah. It was wow. like a normal gig, and it was because um, it's. I was with uh, McIntyre because he is his is his warm up venue. He goes there. He loves it. So what it would be if, if there was a booking, they would then have to have one seat spare, and that was it. So it basically felt like it was full.
0: Oh my god, that must have been amazing! And that theatre is like built, like makes like it's big, but it's small.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's like an intimate gig. It was amazing yeah, you just, because it
0: it's kind of curls around you, doesn't it? Like he, those he, those theatres are like meant. To make it feel intimate even though this they pack a lot of people in don't they
1: yeah and well it's, it's on the stage that they do the play the play that goes wrong so i was thinking oh, this it? could go horrific and they might like, <laughs> just think it's part of my act
0: <laughs> how did it go
1: so yeah so it was it was like, i was like it felt like i was back it felt that sounds uh, great it was amazing um for
0: your first, for, for like one of your first gigs back to do it in a yeah. nice theater like that lush oh, not in a beer that, it, garden on, so, <laughs>
1: That's it, exactly, yeah. And, and now I feel like, like I'm going to be hauling. so picky about you what I do.
0: Be. <laughs> will be. Well, what, you can't really go back to beer gardens after that. I've, I think I've got a couple of beer gardens in the diary, and I'm like, I don't know if I can go back to that. But I will. Of course I will. <laughs> no, I totally. Let's just do the podcast instead of me just talking about... Um,
1: but this is why I did the podcast, so that I could everyone. chat to people. Because obviously, if I called you all up and said, just wondering, who would you invite, Chip, everyone would think I was having a breakdown.
0: <laughs> I would have gone with it, though, to be fair. because I was genuinely having a breakdown during COVID. So if, if if you had reached out and I thought, God, Jake doesn't seem well, that would have actually sort of schadenfreude-wise. <laughs> I would have gone, oh, great, someone else is really struggling.
1: All right, mate.
0: <laughs> i tell you my eyes are held t- in a fight, yes.
1: We even geeked together, didn't we? We gigged in between the the the, the Christmas, in... the November lockdown, and the the big lockdown.
0: Jake, that was the last prior to this car park gig. That was the last live gig I did. Was with you and Sean. In, yeah, in, in in Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, in the, in the, the theatre. Yeah, which which I, <laughs> which for the listeners, I had a capacity of over a thousand, but was capped at a hundred. So we had 100 people in this, like, 1,200-seater theatre.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. That was yeah. tough,
0: wasn't it, to get you, along? You,
1: you've never seen social distancing like it.
0: <laughs> I mean, they took social distancing to the next level there. <laughs>
1: the yeah. row to themselves was insane.
0: <laughs> that was mental. <laughs> Just, like, what? Two, there's, like, two people and then there wasn't anyone. I was like, <laughs> where, where, where is everyone else? Oh, they're further back, are they? Okay, They're, they're further
1: back in masks. So when, uh, when when the Christmas lockdown came in and they said, uh, "By the way, you, you can't gig for five months," I was like, "Thank you very much."
0: Yeah, because if it's going to be that, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do.
1: I'll stay in, and I wish you can do the work.
0: <laughs> yeah, wish you can do it. Wish you can pay me, and I'll stay at home. Fine. Okay.
1: Job done. And that's when I started the podcast. There's been a knock at the door is the first guest of the evening. Is your live guest, Jen Brister. Who is at the door?
0: Um, I really this was a tricky one, actually, because I was like, oh. there's loads of people I'd like to chat to, but I've chosen. Jane Fonda.
1: Oh, what would you say was your main reason for choosing Jane Fonda?
0: I think she has led such a fascinating life she's led a life of like three she's led three or four different lives in one life you know uh, sort of hollywood starlet she's you know been the um the subversive um campaigner against the war you know going to vietnam and and heading to north vietnam to be sort of standing in a tank
1: i didn't know she did that
0: uh, next to a tank you know um uh with the viet cong behind her uh, you know, she is on the. She was watched and uh, um, uh, tapped by the FBI. Um, <gasps> she has had hundreds of husbands, well, not hundreds, but she's <laughs> had lots of marriages. She comes from a, 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 a Hollywood dynasty, the Fonders, um, and she has had, a, a, you know, I imagine a, a, a fascinating life. You know, she's been in. She's been in some of my favorite movies. And uh, I also had a massive crush on her when I was young, right? It, and, and now she's in her eighties.
1: I was going to say, how old is she now?
0: Yeah, she's in her eighties. I mean, you couldn't tell. I mean, obviously, she's not going to deny that she's a lot of work done, but she looks fantastic. And I and, and even now, she's 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 campaigning against, uh, uh, you know. Uh, not against but she's campaigning for, for you know the environment she's getting herself arrested she's she's really oh active. yeah i
1: forgot about that
0: yeah yeah she got she's she invited some of the because she's in this pod um, not podcast sitcom grace and frankie which i mm. also love such was i've such not a, seen this It's on netflix uh, isn't it it's great i mean look it, it it's it's basically one of those uh sitcoms that you watch when you just want to feel you know, you're like oh i feel a bit low or i just need something that's going to make me feel better about my life um oh, it's, it's just one of those feel good sitcoms it's not breaking new ground or anything but i love it yeah and i love her relationship with lily tomlin they are brilliant together it's almost like they almost flirt with each other at points i love it anyway um <laughs> and i i just think i just think god i would love to sit down with you and have a
1: have oh. a
0: have a martini and let and just get some bloody gossip out. Come on, I bet she's got some stories to tell about. Yeah,
1: watching. do you it's know bad. why? Why was she spotted by the FBI?
0: Because of um, they felt uh, it all stems back to Vietnam because she was so anti the war and uh, and this was during sort of Nixon and and they they were like they couldn't have someone especially someone with a voice that Jane Fonda did, um, right. being anti war and. Uh, and she was she was um they called her Hanoi Jane, I think, and she was incredibly unpopular. she lost a lot of um work, she lost a lot of um i suppose you know people sort of shunned her because of her associations. oh my God and uh you know she she's taken a lot of shit for a lot and and just Mm. because of the things that she believes in now you may not agree with her you may say well listen you shouldn't have been you know the men losing their whatever your feelings are about the vietnam war i think now we can all agree it was a fucking shit show and a complete waste of time but um you know she stands up for what she believes in and i I think and she and she doesn't you know she doesn't she's not worried about losing her fan base because she's like "If, if you don't agree with me you can fuck off because this is what I think and I love that I love anyone that that will that will who has uh something to lose and doesn't care I mean she might care but we'll do it anyway
1: yeah it it sounds like somebody who has a very similar attitude to life as you
0: (laughs) I I certainly don't have the, the I certainly don't have the influence that Jane Fonda had but um yeah she uh I, 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 I'd like to think that if I if, if the shit hit the fan, I would have the same moral compass that she does. I, I think yeah. she's fantastic. And also, she's a brilliant actress. I mean, my God, she's been in so many amazing movies. And one of my favourite films is one of her earliest, which she mm. did with Robert Redford, Robert Redford. It's called Barefoot in the Park. I don't know if you've seen it.
1: No, but I love Robert oh, Redford.
0: It's such a beautiful film. They're a young couple. They've moved to New York he's really neurotic she's just this really carefree um i mean i've watched it like 15 20 years ago and i I think i watched it again recently but even then it would have been like not at least not in the last 10 years right uh, the first time i saw that film i fell in love not with robert redford but he's really obviously (laughs) absolutely drop dead gorgeous but i've totally fell in love with jane fonda and i have I have been ever since. I think
1: she's. You, oh, ever so ever that seen. was it. Do you reckon this film was it?
0: Yeah, no, that film for me was like, okay, you're amazing. <sighs> I love you.
1: And imagine fall in love with her from this lovely film, and then she becomes. she you, it fa- turns out, she's an incredible person with yeah, morals and, she, and outspoken, and
0: yeah, and 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 also <sighs> a, a thoroughly flawed. Like, like you know, she's 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 completely neurotic. She about lots of things she sort of has, uh, you know, she has unfortunately, she does have body dysmorphia, she's had um, had problems, she's had eating disorders, you know, she's, she's had her own sort of mental health struggles. She's not by any means been living the Vida Loca. She's had a tough time as well, given all the Mm. privilege that she has been bestowed upon her. But she, um, and also, you might, I don't know if you know this, but you know, she's she did those um, Jane Fonda fitness, Yes,
1: things? yes. I watched those recently. They came on something. I don't know why, but we I was watching them. I don't know if somebody told me to.
0: Well, I mean, George, <laughs> she looks amazing in them. But um all the money, all the profits were to put towards um all of these different sort of political campaigns and in and things that she was really passionate about. And they were used to to, to, to um to oh. do those because she was like, Oh, I really want to do I really want to do it. <laughs> like, oh it's can she saw a gap in the market she was like oh i can monetize monetize that and then i can use the profits to do the things i want to do which is whatever it was at the time maybe it'd be about the environment maybe it'd be about uh helping women who've been you know domestic violence i don't know whatever Mm. it was that she was doing at the time um or helping you know the, the civil rights movement or whatever that she was involved with you know she um use the use those profits and she made millions and millions <laughs> and still oh, does. wow so she still she still makes profits from all those videos um that she did but yeah. many years ago
1: well they were on youtube i guess all the adverts still coming through that yeah, money now I'm,
0: sh- I'm sure i'm sure she'll make money from it somehow but but ultimately she used all those profits for something because I never... That was one thing. I was like, what is it with these bloody video <laughs> fitness videos? It just didn't fit in it didn't with make the whole sense. Man Jane thing, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. Oh, that's so good.
0: Yeah. It's almost she's
1: so- like yeah. her life is already a film to be made.
0: Oh, my God. Her life is going to be one biopic. Honestly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because she, she's had a life.
1: I can almost imagine the scene now where there's a little bit of these sort of... Uh, the. the comic relief of it where the uh the fbi guy is spying on her and he has to report back that she's just making fitness videos <laughs> yeah
0: she does look great in leotard, though.
1: and basically yeah well <laughs> is that also keep, his report <laughs> yeah
0: i don't mind I, I can keep looking i wonder if they did know i wonder if they did know how, what she was doing with the prophets i wonder
1: what would i have seen her in recently
0: oh oh god what recent? what movie I don't yeah. know. Um, oh, This Is Where I Leave
1: You. This Is Where I Leave You,
0: what's?
1: what's, what's the... So This Is Where I Leave You is a film about these, uh, it's, it's got an incredible cast. It's like uh, Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver, and um, their dad dies. And all oh, these adults have to go home yeah. and meet up. And just, the and they're just- The
0: that family.
1: Yeah, and they're just everyone's a bit off. Everyone's a bit strained and and Adam Drive is amazing in it, and Jane Fonda's just incredible in it. In fact, she um, actually, well, have you seen it?
0: I haven't, but I've seen it. I've seen I've seen like a trailer for it, so I know. I, I, I and I remember thinking, God, there's some amazing people in this cast.
1: Yeah, and and then um, I mean, there's a there's a all, all I'll say is uh, there's a little little light twist at the end that you might enjoy.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm guessing it's sapphic. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there as a, as a little guess.
1: I'm gonna be honest, but I, I don't do think it. I know what the word sapphic means, but I think from you saying it, I now know what it means.
0: Okay, well, the goddess Sapphos, she was, let's just say, into girl. Anyway, um,
1: right, yeah, well, well, enjoy the ending.
0: I'm, I'm downloading it now. <laughs> Have you seen Clute with Donald Sutherland? That's really, really, that's a great film. And I don't oh, know how, where you can get amazing. hold of it. I, I think she won an Oscar for that. Really? You will, honestly, Jake, you will love it. It's such a great film. She's brilliant in it. Donald Sutherland is, is Donald Sutherland is uh, such a great actor. He's,
1: yeah. And, um, you know, don't look now.
0: Oh, my God. What about that sex scene in Don't Look Now? Jesus Christ. The only thing I remember about that is how long his legs are. They just go <laughs> on for days. You just get, you get lost in Donald's legs. Um, yeah, that's a great, great movie. Oh, Such amazing. Thank you. And, oh, yeah, I
1: awesome. always um, take something away to go and watch, something to research, something to read. And it was, now, I think it will have to be Barefoot in the Park and Clute. Yes. Lovely. Two,
0: two, two, two of my fave Two of my faves.
1: Jen, there's been another knock at the door.
0: Oh, <laughs> hang on a sec. Can we just put <laughs> some <vibes> on? Okay.
1: <laughs> it's the second guest of the evening. It's your dead guest. They've come to interrupt whatever you and Jane Funder were up to.
0: Okay. Oh, this is awkward.
1: <laughs> Who's at the door?
0: I right. This this next guest is somebody that. In my head, I genuinely thought at some point in my life, I'm going to meet you. Oh. We're going to meet. It, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not beyond the, the realms of possibility that we would eventually meet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then she very sadly and very selfishly died, and that is Carrie Fisher.
1: Oh, great.
0: I mean, I don't want to make this about me, but I'm going to. Um, I was really... When she died, I... I don't normally I I I don't genuinely when celebrities die I don't genuinely feel much of a an emotional attack I don't I don't feel you know you know I think there are people and and I I kind of get it like Carrie Fisher for me and Victoria Wood are two people that when they died mm-hmm. I felt a a a moment where I went why am I feeling like this I don't know them this is weird um uh. you know and I and I think you know People had it in the way Prince died and then David Bowie died, people were really upset, weren't they? And I and when, when and I loved David Bowie and I love Prince, but I didn't feel like when they died, I was like, Oh, that's that's a shame. But when Carrie Fisher died, I genuinely was like, That sucks. A dick.
1: Yes, yeah. I
0: genuinely thought she was sober and that she was mm. Happy now, and in my head, I thought that she'd been sober for years. I mean, because obviously, I don't know her, and I've got <laughs> these are all things that I'm making up in my own mind. <clears throat> So, when she died on that air, that that flight, uh, to to back to LA or where she was yeah. going, I just like, oh god, that is it that was so is... sad. And, and then her mom like died, like literally,
1: yeah, dead. and she she'd done eight out of ten cats. Which is
0: but so bizarre. I mean. It's it's it, and she'd been in and she'd been in catastrophe. Of course, and, and you know I've got you know peers, mates, friends who've met her and you know and I was like I'm going to meet Carrie Fisher and I'm going to tell her how fucking brilliant she is and how much I enjoy her books and how I think she's amazing and she's more than that. She's more than Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi. She's just this incredible writer, comedian, funny woman, actor. Da da da. Because I think she's all of those things. Yeah. Um, and yeah then she bloody well died and and, and also it just felt like she, she can't die yet she's not old enough yeah
1: didn't, just didn't seem it didn't seem right with what i knew about her. I, I assumed she was sober and it was all like it was almost like she was not that she would had a go right like, but she was having this sort of resurgence like she was about to enter like a different chapter of her life which was she's, she's you know she's not out in caps you're right she's in catastrophe she's like having fun with it Star Wars is back and she's having seemed to be having so much fun with it yeah it was so nice to see her back with Harrison Fords
0: exactly and and like that 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 whole that's exactly it that that whole new chapter of her life seemed like it was a it was there for the taking and yeah I think She would have had a whole new sort of generation of people that would have discovered her and 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 then discovered her books and 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 you know she would have had a whole new resurgence in her career. And yeah. And it was just, she was just on, not on the cusp of that. It was She was in the middle of it. And yeah, um, that's it. And then, and then <sighs> to, and then to, and then, and then, and then, you know, at the time I just thought, oh, well maybe it's because she had been a cocaine, she'd, you know, had taken so much cocaine for so many years. I mean, your heart is going to take a battering. And I thought, well, maybe the damage had been done. And so that's mm. what happened. And she, she died of this heart attack. But actually, then you find out that you know she had heroin in her blood and cocaine and all kinds of barbiturates and da da. And you know, oh, so I didn't she... even
1: know all that.
0: Yeah, and that and that just made me feel so sad because I was like, oh god, I thought, I thought she was she'd passed, you know. But then you know, addiction is such a difficult, you know, disease to ever recover from. Yeah. Particularly when you've gone as far as she has with it, um. So yeah, it just made me sad. But I, but. But still, you know, her legacy lives on. And I think if people think of her as Princess Leia, I'm like, stop, right? Go to a yeah. bookshop, go to Audible, download download her books, download her memoir, and, and, and listen to what she was best at, which was she was a fantastic writer.
1: One thing you get to choose is, at what age are you in Carrie Fisher back?
0: Oh, I'm bringing her back uh, in her... 60s or however yeah like
1: this is her. such a popular choice because somebody had the great argument of if you bring her back at this age she's got all the stories she's got exactly. she lived the life that you want her to talk I about want
0: all the stories of of life in new york when she was hanging out with john belushi and they were getting fucked up together i want the stories of you know i i, I want all of that i want you know her her, her life with um uh, her insane father and her, her mum, who was a workaholic. And I, I want all of that, you know. Imagine having Debbie Reynolds as your mother. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's just madness. Um, she She's, you know, what was it like on the set of, you know, she had that brief affair with Harrison Ford. What was that? I want, I want, I want, give me... Give me everything, some juice. everything. <laughs> yeah. and of course we can go away and read her books. But I just, and also, I think being in a room with Carrie Fisher around a table having mm. a chat, she would be fucking hilarious. She would just be. I know that I would just spend the whole time. Yeah. Not wanting anyone else. Everyone else stop talking. Carrie's talking, and boom. Well, that's the
1: good thing because people have also talked about their choices about what would these people actually be like at a dinner party. Because people have spoke about you know like uh, like 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 Bob Dylan for example, how interesting that would be. But actually, would they be good at a dinner party? Like Leonard Cohen, but how would they be? But actually. Carrie Fisher would be incredible at a dinner party.
0: Absolutely, as would Jane Fonda. I, I picked it, people. Yes, you've who done are very well. Storytellers and raconteurs who've got something to say, who've lived a fucking crazy, crazy ass life, um, and, you know, have done, I've done, you know, interesting things. I mean, yeah. I think that, and also, I think in a way, there's a lot of crossover between Carrie Fisher and Jane Fonda, so I probably haven't been very inventive with my choices, but there we are. Um, Uh, But those are genuinely two women I I would... uh,
1: Did they ever work together? I
0: don't think so. I don't think so, no, no. I mean, Carrie Fisher hasn't done... I mean, at at some point or another, she kind of stopped acting and and went and focused on her writing because that was what she's most passionate
1: about. Oh, okay, right. Oh, I never read a Carrie Fisher book
0: uh well uh I can recommend uh wishful drinking
1: i mean great title e-
0: e- and also if you if you get um, uh, if you download the audio on audible um mm. uh with your free monthly token uh she <laughs> she's reading it
1: oh that's cool I've never done an audiobook you know because I worry that I'd fall asleep in the car
0: oh my god that is why i listen to audio audiobooks is in the car it's like a it's like a it's like a but i only Listen to non-fiction audiobooks, and I read fiction. I, I cannot get my head around right. listening to fiction being read. To that's me.
1: maybe that's when I'd struggle.
0: But non-fiction, oh, I love non. I mean, I, uh, especially if you like the person, and then and it's that's it's their bio- memoir or something. Mm. It's great. Yeah, it's it's a bit like an extended podcast. Well, there was a few times in lockdown where I had to maybe drive somewhere. It was never too far. But then I would put on a podcast in the car. It would be my only time where I was alone. And there was nobody on the road. There was no, no one around. So you're just driving around. There's no other cars on the road. You've got a podcast on or audiobook. audio book. Oh, my God. That was the happiest moments of lockdown for me. Just alone in a car. And in fact, if I think about it now, i actually getting goosebumps. It's a really special time.
1: You're going you're gonna to really enjoy those late night drive homes at three o'clock in the morning. It'll just take you back. Suddenly, I just see that you, all you I go on your website and all your gigs are just like Newcastle, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Durham.
0: <laughs> Still the best part of every gig is when it's over and you go, okay, bye. And then I get back in the car and I put on my podcast or my audio book and I go, oh, best part of the gig, this bit. It's really hard to explain to people who aren't comedians how little comedians although they we want to gig we want our diary to be packed how Mm. little we actually enjoy yeah
1: it's that moment of bliss after (laughs) that we really enjoy i love it yeah yeah
0: and that moment where you go i could be shit it's it's done now whether it's shit or you're (laughs) you good you're bad it doesn't matter that that's like It's it's over yeah
1: one thing you get to do is you get to ask your dead guest, one question. You can ask them anything. What would it be?
0: Oh, you need to give me the heads up about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's this is the one that I don't prep people on.
0: Fucking hell. What would I ask Carrie Fisher? <laughs> Jesus. Uh...
1: See, a bit like you were saying about the bit after the gig when it's over and this is what you enjoy. This is the bit I enjoy the podcast.
0: Oh, well, I throw watching... this at people. Watching your fellow comedians flailing around, thinking of a vaguely intelligent question or interesting question to ask. I mean, the art, what would I ask Carrie Fisher? Jesus, I don't know. I mean, what? I need to, I need to have a think about that. Can you ask it me again in a minute?
1: Yeah, let's do it. We'll do it. We'll come back to it at the end. That's a nice thing okay. to do. We'll come back. But what this is doing is i was trying to train people to think on their feet for when they have to do crowd work again. Be ready, Janice. Curve will happen. Well, you know what I'm
0: like. I just go around calling everyone a knob and then um, <laughs> you're a knob, you're a knob, you're a knob, you're a knob, you're a knob. Okay, crowd work done.
1: You just asked Carrie, who would you say is an absolute knob?
0: Oh, well, that's an interesting question to ask, isn't it? Of all the people yeah. you've worked with, who is yeah. the biggest bellend and why?
1: Yeah, and she would really lay into them, I'd imagine.
0: Oh, my days. She would be like, hey, honey, where do you want me to start? And then let's go through, go A to Z. Okay, A, who have we got? And then we'd go through, well, Alan Arkin. God, that guy is difficult to work with. I mean, whatever. I'm sure he's
1: lovely. I don't know. I love Alan Arkin.
0: Everyone loves Alan Arkin. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Alan Arkin, but, you know,
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Another knock at the door. Third final guest of the evening, fictional guest. Jen Brister, who's at the door?
0: Right. Well, I am, as you know, Jake, have children. I have twins. They are six. We have just finished the very first book of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's okay we've just finished it last night my children when either myself or my partner read this to our children are wrapped they are absolutely hanging off every word they love harry potter they they are they love the world they have everything about it they they've suddenly they know i've read all the books but they seem to now know more than i do okay um And they both love Harry Potter. So, my fictional guest, because I'm doing this for my children, is going to be Harry Potter. He's coming around, he's bringing his magic, he's bringing Hedwig. We can't actually, because Hedwig's dead. But he's bringing, uh, let's have it- Do they know this? They don't, I am literally- (laughs) I said, look, we can read the first two books, but from book three onwards, you've got to be at least ten, okay? Because people start dying from book three, and I don't think my children can manage death right now. (laughs) They they, they, they struggle with if if Harry loses. They still can't get their head around that Harry's parents are dead. That's just that makes them... Oh, right,
1: yeah. Mm.
0: So, yeah, so future like when people start dying which they do from book three I think that's going to really be difficult for them so I said look we'll just read the first two books and then we'll see about book three um but yeah Harry Potter because I mean look he's a wizard listen he's going to bring stuff he's going to be like hey we'll be like Harry can you show us a little trick about blood he'll be like yeah sure babe my I'm gonna say at this point I'm actually gonna say look kids you can come down because normally I'm like yeah
1: that's very good of you I mean it'd be so cool. They would literally never forgive you if you knew that. It wouldn't be the sort of thing that when they when they got to, like, 40, they'd be like, oh, Just man, out. it's fine. They'd be like, no, that was insane. Harry Potter was downstairs.
0: And you wouldn't let us meet Harry Potter. What? Is, this is actually child abuse. <laughs> neglect. <laughs> Willful <laughs> neglect and child abuse. So, yeah, so Harry Potter's here. Um, and and uh, uh, what
1: what book? Sort of how age is he coming back? Uh,
0: well, I don't want him to be super cynical uh mm. maybe like it can't be It's got to be pre-Deathly Hallows
1: yeah um, okay
0: so maybe around the Goblet of Fire around that time
1: which is a good one it's like it's like the Olympics in Harry Potter yeah
0: I mean that I one love is, that that one is a visual sensation for your brain when you're reading it you're like there's yeah. so much going on in that one it's so action-packed um
1: which so- is the theory is isn't it that uh that when the the film deal came in, they started getting a lot more sort of picturesque and epic. And then they did wonder how much Warner Brothers were saying, hey, I wonder if this could be a bit more...
0: Oh, do you think?
1: Mm. That would
0: would be... I would say that probably by that time, JK Rowling's got so much power. She'd be like, leave the writing to me. I am making you bazillions, maybe... Yeah. Stop talking now and let me do this
1: that's um, true she'll be saying this literally works
0: i don't so. know what to you, but this is actually really good <laughs> i'm i'm actually really good at this <laughs> i would love i would love it if if a woman was in a meeting and was just going i'm sorry could you all stop talking i'm really good at this <laughs> and so you need to listen to me and back the fuck off. okay
1: i mean if anybody would i feel like it would be her
0: I, I really would like to think in my head that she has had that conversation at some point.
1: Two things. First of all, I'll say that the, the lighter note, which is I realized that as you were saying that you are reading um, Harry Potter to your children, I realized that us loving audiobooks is basically, it's the equivalent to us having a parent read a book to us. They are now, they're getting, <laughs> they,
0: <laughs> they've they, got their they've free monthly own-
1: subscription.
0: <laughs> exactly. They've got, They've got us and they've got their own Audible thing because we, we download books for them as well with the car.
1: So, so they, and they, Right. They, yeah. How long do you reckon until they start giving you feedback to say, actually, could you be more like the person in Audible? <laughs> they put a bit more emphasis into I it. Think,
0: <laughs> I think at the moment they're just, they're like so happy that someone's reading, but I don't think we're far off them going, I don't like it when you do voices or can you do the voice with the blub? I, th- I really think we're about a year away from that.
1: So, yeah. you are doing the voices?
0: Oh, I, listen, I, of course. I mean, I'm, I go straight oh. in. I've got all the, I'm doing Hagrid, I'm doing Dumbledore, I've got Professor McGonagall, I'm going Scottish. I even <laughs> do a voice for Ron Weasley. I'm, 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 I'm really layering up all the characters. Um, <laughs> I'm, I really go into the pauses because I know when the reveals are. So, I'm like, and then what do you think happened? Oh, Mama, did he get, uh, did the invisibility cloak fall off? No. Then Harry, did whatever you know, they're loving oh, it. It's great. You
1: can make money off this.
0: Oh, listen! I, halfway through reading this to my children, I'm like, "Look, Stephen Fry, move over. I will do <laughs> the next <laughs> part of audiobooks for J.K. Rowling." I'm putting it out yeah. there. It's fine.
1: Well, the fact that it was written by a woman suggests that it'd be better to be read by a woman.
0: <sighs> I mean, it's done from. I see. I don't know. But let's I mean, I'm not slagging say say off yes. Stephen Fry. But it's I mean. A bit hard. We have got to the point, though, where Stephen Fry reads so many audiobooks that my children are like, they genuinely said, oh, no, not him again, because we've done Paddington Bear, was him, Harry Potter right. was him. I can't remember, there was another There was another lot of, I bought another lot of audiobooks that he reads, and the kids were like, not him again. I was like, oh, okay, fine. That's one of the reasons I didn't download the audiobooks for um, Harry Potter, was because... I'm oh. sick of Stephen Fry.
1: Oh right, yeah. Well, what what the d- danger is? People listen to audiobooks uh as they are falling asleep. So Stephen Fry is uh, is very close to people just by default getting tired whenever he starts speaking.
0: <laughs> He's got one of those. What's that? What's that word? Is it soporific? You, oh is it? Got, oh that's a good word. Is it soporific? If you have a soporific voice, it makes you sleepy. I I might I don't. Look, the gaps in knowledge that I have about vocabulary and literally everything, let's not <laughs> let's not uh scratch that stuff, because that is
1: um, So Harry Potter's come in. Amazing. Campbell's,
0: he's here. He's here. He's here. He, and he's got he his gets... invisibility cloak, he's got all of his i was gonna tricks, say he's got, he's, his bringing wand. It all. he's got his broomstick. Oh he so can take the kids up on the broomstick. I'm already excited.
1: Mum of mom of the year. Mum of the year. I'm it's such a good job. I can't believe nobody from Harry Potter's come up yet.
0: Well, I mean, you've got to.
1: And what made you go for Harry himself?
0: Well, I mean, I would have probably... I mean, I, I've gone for Harry because he has... he He's the action here, isn't he? And my children love the fact that he's the... Um, protagonist and he gets up to all the scrapes and the adventures and yeah you know as much as we all love Hermione she's not going to be zooming around on a broomstick
1: no doing all- tricks
0: with a snitch I mean that's no different.
1: and and always she'd she, she deliberately maybe not do it for a while too to show that she's actually her own person
0: well she'd be like it's it's really inappropriate to be doing magic outside of in the muggle world <laughs> oh my so God. actually the rules state quite clearly that so yeah such a square such a square root. And I just don't trust Ron. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing. So it's no, got Harry. Hagrid wouldn't fit. Hagrid wouldn't fit, bless him. Um, <laughs> and I think he would terrify the children.
1: Yeah, yeah. there is also that.
0: Um,
1: um, I've seen the the thing. I was in um uh, Defty Part Two. I was like an extra thing in it. No, and, yeah.
0: Ouch, I didn't know that. What was that like?
1: It was incredible. It was the bit, you know, when um there's the big standoff. So Hagrid's got Harry in his arms. Yeah. And this thing. So I'm I'm one of the, the, the students in this bit over here. So we had to get chased by uh Voldemort. But um Ray find was like, he would chase us, but because it was just like the like a um like a long shot, so it wasn't up close, he wasn't mic'd up or anything, he would like swear at us and call us like like every name you can imagine because he was like trying to make sure that we were scared and he he was he was like a real bad scary so he was really going at us and running he was he was amazing um
0: you know he's got that all that makeup so but so 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 rafines has got all that makeup on which is quite mm. terrifying what did that look like
1: well it's just him pale and then just all the green dots over that they can animate so i'm sorry you look so disappointed i mean he oh, looks really? just the same jen he's the same that's
0: <laughs> i mean he is what? a bit creepy anyway but that,
1: that, that yeah
0: the the two the nost- two nostrils for a nose
1: that's it so it was all just it was just the greenness on him
0: what an experience to be on a film like that
1: mm, and on my um there's a lot you of hanging be...
0: around and all that it must have been. A yeah,
1: and then I so so it was quite cold when we were filming. So I took my I just wear my coat. Me and a few of us would wear our coats, and then we put them in the wrong place. And then there was a, we. Um, I'm not sure if they know it was. I'm not sure if I should say this, but we started a fire. Um And there was a fire, and we had to get evacuated from the studio. Oh
0: no, Jake! <laughs> uh, well, I, mean, I think enough times passed. Is it?
1: You know, yeah, I, but I fair to like I crossed Warner Brothers. Quite a bit of money.
0: Oh, it's, it's a statute of limitations, so. <laughs> not, I do they can charges now.
1: <laughs> It'd be so weird to listen oh back no. to this in court. Big Lambert vs was... Warner Brothers. but yeah, it was amazing.
0: <laughs> wow! Did you meet Harry Potter? Of
1: I course. did. Yes, I had a wee next to him. Great. Um, he was very, very knowing because he said, "I bet you'd be telling all your friends about this later." Uh, And then I said to him, yes, I always tell my friends whenever I have a wee.
0: Good for you. Yeah. It's not all about you, Daniel.
1: (laughs) He also, um, he was very excitable and he would always want to be around, even if he wasn't in the scene. Um, So there's one bit where we were all about to shoot. He realised he wasn't supposed to be in the scene, but he also knew. I think he just liked being around. And he ran, ran off really fast, like a toddler was showing his mum how fast he could run. And he fell over on his bum and he got muddled off his bum. And then I did not see him for about three days.
0: <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing.
1: i realised that we've, we've run over. So I'm going to go okay. jump straight to me Let's... doing your choices, who I thought you would bring.
0: Okay, great. Let's do it.
1: Alive, I went with Julia Roberts.
0: Okay. <laughs> what? Can I ask why?
1: <laughs> yeah, because I really struggled with Alive for you. I, I really couldn't think who you were going to pick. And then I remember that you saw her in, what was the film? Pretty Woman? And yeah. I thought that was like a big moment for you when you were like, oh, I fancy the other
0: person. Oh, yeah, well, it was. It was. I was. That was a big it was a big moment for me where I watched it and went, oh, my God, this is very weird. I actually fancy Julia Roberts and not Richard Gere. So that actually is a very good guess, Jake. I'm, gonna, I'm going to. Thank you. Retract and then, my quizzical face.
1: <laughs> and then because um, Kerry, I can't remember what of Kerry's choice is, was a little bit sort of a. I think she just basically wanted some eye candy. And um, because you're a good friend of Kerry, I thought you might have the same angle, and you'll go for the same thing. So I, I, I thought it was <laughs> one for you. Um, but then you went for like some amazing actor with like some political activist, and and then I re- really undermined what I <laughs> really, I've really cheapened you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like the way that Kerry and I have become one.
1: Your <laughs> You're the same to me.
0: Jen, Kerry, same, same, same.
1: For dead, I went with Victoria Woods.
0: Very good choice. Oh, very, thank you. Very, good choice because I love Victoria Woods. And as I said, of the two people that I have genuinely felt any kind of emotion when they died. Mm. Victoria Wood was probably the, the number one. Um wow. and, and, and she is another person I thought, I will meet you. I will meet you. I oh. will work together and we will, we will. And then, yeah.
1: And never years, met her. Right? Yeah.
0: No, no, never met her. Spied her in a bookshop in foils and wanted to go. Oh. Over to her, so much I love her. And then she kind of noticed me sort of like staring at her and thought, get away from this crazy loon. And then I thought, she spied you. She's already clocked. You. You're a nutter. Leave her alone. So I left her alone.
1: Oh, that's good Which of you, was the right
0: thing to do. Uh, yeah. But ultimately. Because if I even had said anything to her, what's she going to say? Yeah, great, thanks. I'm just trying to buy a book for a birth- friend's birthday. Can you go away? So, um, uh, and I used to see her when I lived in, I sort of lived in Musclehill Crouch End for a few years. And I used to see her around there. Around there around
1: oh, the
0: I think she must have lived around that way.
1: Did you ever see her perform live?
0: I didn't. No, oh. never did. Never did. But uh, again, it was one of those things where you think, I will I will at some point. I, it's fine. I'll, I'll get to see her at some point. And then, no. Nope.
1: Yeah. She's such a good argument. Um, I've said this before. I think she's come up on the podcast, I think three times before somebody's chosen her. Um, and I always say, she is the perfect argument for when anybody ever says, I don't find women funny. I go Victoria Woods, and there's no argument for it. There's no argument for it because she was just she was up there with them all.
0: Exactly. I mean that argument literally doesn't even deserve um, any oxygen, and and it 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 uh, oh god it drives me insane. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean Victoria Wood was. Of one of the most prolific comedians, irrespective of gender, mm. at a time when we were const- when that debate was constantly being had. Yeah. Can you laugh? if a woman funny? Does having a does having a vagina stop you from being funny? You know, whatever. Uh, no, it actually doesn't. Um. So. Um- <laughs> Yeah, she's she's she yeah, so that choice, Jake, I I I would have gone. It was either Carrie Fisher or or Victoria Wood. And do you know a reason why I didn't choose Victoria Wood is because I thought I actually think in a dinner party situation Carrie Fisher would be be
1: better. Yes. I I imagine Victoria Wood would keep her
0: cards very close to her chest. She'd be very Mm -hmm. private and you wouldn't get much out of her.
1: For fictional, I went for, which is not far off considering the other guests, I went for Princess Leia.
0: Oh my god! Wow! That's an interesting listen, Jake, you've you've done your homework, haven't you? Because you know I do. Oh thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and and, um, and and but then what you did say a couple of times earlier is she's much more than Princess Leia. Actually, what people need to know is she's much more than this. And I was like, well, she's coming up later.
0: Princess Leia, yeah. Well, do you know what? I mean, as a fictional character. Mm. George Lucas didn't invest too much uh, time with any of the characters. because <laughs> they're, they're all pretty two-dimensional.
1: Um,
0: but um, I think they gave her a little bit of oomph. Um, yeah,
1: I think they did, know, and and she did uh, to put her
0: in a bikini. But
1: yeah, but I mean, she did. She does like a big thing. She like she has her big storyline.
0: Yeah, and I think in the last three, her storyline would have been different had she been mm.
1: alive. Yes.
0: Obviously, obviously had to rewrite the whole thing because she was, you know, she died before they could film the last movie. I mean, look, I think Princess Leia, as a choice for a fictional character, is a bloody good choice. In oh, fact, thank you very all much. all three are very well thought out and I'm actually genuinely surprised because I thought you were... Oh. <laughs> Chucking some random things. Oh Simone's a Beauvoir, you're a leza, you might like her. Daisy uh, <laughs> Lang and uh... <laughs> but you put some thought into it, it's great.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Oh, well, I'm glad you agree.
0: I do. I thought I think you've done really well.
1: Lovely. Right. We now have the tough choice, Jen, of choosing one of your guesses to go through to the ultimate dinner party. And this is tough.
0: You don't choose, I choose.
1: We choose together, but ultimately I do let people choose and then I go against it. However, in the last one, I actually did cowardly after the end of the podcast in the outro say, I just disagree with their choice and I didn't want to say. Uh,
0: Okay, I'm going to say... Oh, God, it's quite tricky.
1: Well, look. Um, What's a good way to...
0: i mean it's 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 a bit of a tricky one because obviously i would be a really awful parent if i said no to harry potter
1: right that's good that's very selfless
0: for me to say do you know what i said jane Fonda Uh, or carrie fisher i i think i'm gonna have to say as a parent i'm gonna have to say harry potter right totally disagree with me and that's totally fine part of me wants you to disagree with me um but that's what i'm going to put into the um into the mix
1: i've got a good argument for you that might help you do it okay so
0: i think he'd be out of his depth with the chit chat
1: that that he might struggle with um however this is my argument for how we could go another way for you your children are currently into harry potter as they grow older, maybe you'll introduce them to Star Wars. And maybe they'll love Star Wars, they love Princess Leia, and you get to introduce them to Carrie Fisher.
0: Carrie Fisher, then. She's in the room. Let's do it.
1: Bang. I mean, Jane Fonda, be- excellent choice, for Carrie Fisher.
0: It was always going to be Carrie, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: I know you were being such a good mum, but I felt like I could be the one to talk you out of it.
0: Do you know what? That was exactly what I wanted you to do, and you feel, fulfilled that role perfectly.
1: <laughs> I'm so happy to help. Ah, <laughs> oh, amazing! Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Pleasure. Thank you for having me, and um, uh, hopefully we
1: gig together soon.
0: I hope so. Come on, make it yeah,
1: happen. Yeah, because usually well, we we're we doing Rom support, so usually we are we oh, can never be yeah. there on the same night. That's it. Yeah,
0: or Kerry support.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow, you and I, you are, and I are so interchangeable.
0: <laughs> when people, when people think of two comedians, are like, "Well, if you're gonna have Jake, if you can't have Jake, you better have Brister. So, I think... <laughs> <That's what we're... laughs> how funny. <laughs> no, it's true, though, isn't it? We both we, like. That's usually. It's usually you or I are doing the support for somebody.
1: Wow, <laughs> we're the same. What way to find <laughs> out? <Is> there... <laughs> Which is quite funny, isn't it? Because I'd say that actually, uh, as a double act, we would sort of be the yin to the yang, wouldn't we?
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: Um, But I think in that way,
0: we probably complement each other.
1: That's true. Yeah. Because, yeah, I guess that's it. It depends on what angle they want the night to go.
0: I mean, if they want a depressing, cynical, angry woman, they come to me. If they want actual (laughs) jokes...
1: (laughs) Hey, you've got one And a
0: more positive a more, <laughs> more positive outlook, they go to you
1: And you've got your own podcast, Gem I um... have
0: I'm just going to tell you the name of it and, and then you can decide It's called Women Talking Bollocks I do it with Alison June Smith and Maureen Younger You can get it wherever you get your podcasts Or, with, or go on the Acast page And it's, ba- it's exactly what it says on the tin It is right. Women Talking Bollocks I'm, I'm not going oh. to make I don't know what else to tell you <laughs> That's what it is And that's what we do That's what we deliver And we are True to our word
1: Oh And can I just say Jen Another podcast I've discovered This week Which I don't usually On the podcast But we will do now It's called We Didn't Start the Fire Do you know this podcast? No These couple uh, These two people Sorry It's an American woman And an English guy They've decided to go Through Billy Joel's uh, We Didn't Start the Fire So each episode Is dedicated To the next lyric Of the song So it starts with uh, Harry Truman yeah. then it's Doris Day then it'd be Red China then Johnny Wright and it's like a history podcast of like oh, the post-Cold wow. War it's incredible what an idea for a podcast
0: that is an insane idea for a podcast that sounds fantastic we yeah. did start the fire brilliant yeah. and
1: then it's them too, but then they get a specialist from whatever the, whatever the topic is that episode and then they just all go through it and tell you all about them so I've just listened to uh, Doris Day yesterday
0: oh that's another one I love.
1: There you go. How, how cool is that? So I'm hoping she'll come up on the podcast again so I can be like, well, I'll tell you a little bit about Doris Day.
0: Oh, I'm going to listen to it because I actually was slightly obsessed with Doris Day for a while as well. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Jake, thank you, my love, for having me. And I uh, have just realised that I am late to record my own podcast. So... Oh my
1: God, I'm so sorry. No,
0: no, don't be silly. It's not your fault. Um, okay, I'll see you later.
1: So that was Jen. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, oh, to people who have emailed in about choices we've made, we had a few last week uh, as we chose uh, the wrong person. If you do have uh, any comments, feel free to email me. It's guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. I usually don't read them about the podcast because I end up running out of time and want to keep the show under an hour, but I do always reply. But thanks again for listening. And as always, I'll be back again next week with another episode.